0: <laughs> the next topic that Kuzari introduces to us is one which is something which all the Rishonim deal with in their own way. Because this is one of the well-known, so to speak, questions which were asked again and again. And that is, having now explained in such clarity and such detail the, the proof of Matantara and how it was so clear, so to speak, to us even, that it had to have been given by Hashem. And therefore, of course, how much more so was it clear to the people who actually witnessed it with their own eyes? So the question which was always the counter, or the question which the Rishonim had to ask answer next, was, if that's the case, how do you explain Chaita Ego? How could it be that a nation which was on such a high level, and had witnessed such clear miracles, could the, within only forty days go to the level where they would accept something as a Vedasara. having heard Hashem, having seen Hashem, having been granted this clarity, which is the proof that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the is Hashem elokim, Hashemayim mitachas. We must come back to matan So how could it be that the people who experienced matan themselves, within just over a month, could create an idol, create something which is a physical being? And say to and that's what the Kuzari, that's what the King is going to ask the Chacham here as well. You study base. On the one hand, you want to talk about the maila that Klai Yisrael had. Be careful that to leave out the of and on the one hand, you talk about the greatness of Tayyishol and the greatness of what they experienced. Be careful, don't leave that part of the story. There was also the other side. Their treachery, their rebellion. <laughs> because, says I heard that in the middle of all these miracles happening to them, they created an eagle, they created an idol, and they worshipped. They called it a god. How does that fit together? Now, this idea of explaining the chatoim of the Dora Midbar, like I said, was always a, uh, some, so to speak an argument used against Kla Yisrael. It was used for a number of reasons. The first one was the original Christian argument, and then as you see, how sinful the Jewish people were that they, they could fall to such a level that they would create an Zayir. And what the Christians want to get to, it, that is, that's why Hashem threw the out and chose the Christians and said. That argument isn't the argument we need to concern ourselves with too much, because the, the counter argument is: you see, Hashem didn't. He didn't throw the out after Chaita On the contrary, the, the Hashem, like it says, Hashem gave Moshe the 30 minutes of rachamim. Hashem told him, after said that like we're going to see, Moshe asked Hashem, Klai Yishra should be special, should be distinctive on a different level to every other nation. And Hashem answers him, I'm going to do that. So for sure Hashem didn't reject Klai Ishael because of chayt Egel. It might have been an a and they were punished for that, but it wasn't a source of rejection. So if the point of the question of chayt Egil was, and therefore you see Hashem rejecting Klai Yishra, that's not true. Hashem definitely did not reject Klai Yishra. He punished them he was angry with them but the maisa he accepted the chava and they gave him a and we carried on in the same state as we were before he originally told my no okay so that, so that, that, if that would be the, the thrust of where the argument is going that's easy to answer but really the argument is something else and that's what the Khazari is put in the words of the king the real lady is put in the words of the king here and that's the question which is a bit more difficult to answer. And that is not what was the result of the Iglesias of But the question is: How could the Iglesias of happen? How could such a thing happen? If Klai Shaw had just experienced with their own eyes in their own ears, and it was so clear to them that a Baruch was in charge, so how could they? How could they do such a thing? How could they imagine there would be another power in the world? Okay. So really, there's two. There's two parts to the answer of the question. There's did the specific the main. main Points to discuss over here. The first one is what's related to specifically chayta egel, and explaining what that very chayta egel was, and how it could be that even people on that dago could make such a mistake. That's the one track we can talk about. There's the Gemara in which was mentioned over here. There's also a number of rishonim, such as the Ramban and others, who give different approaches to explain that. There's a second point also. And that is as a more general discussion to understand the whole idea of the khatoim of the, of the dairists mentioned in Tanakh. The khatoim of the mentioned in Tanakh. Because we will see that there is a difference in the, in the various rishonim how to approach the concept. How do we deal with the concept of uh, dairists, da, 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 like I said, dairists of the dairah uh, midbar and the dairists after that and the mistakes that they made how we meant to understand it. <coughs> and here also, there are a number of different Mahalchim in the Rishonim. Okay, so let's start with uh, the first point first. Before we get to the Khazari's, before we get to the Khazari's uh, answer, we'll discuss it He, he goes into quite a lot of detail to explain the point he wants to make in the words of the Khakim over here. But first, what are the options? First, what are the options? So when we're talking about Chatoim, our previous right? the first Mahalik, which, which one could go, which the Irish Islam, we found cases in the Torah even, where it seems pretty clear that this is the Torah is doing, is that it, it magnifies the crime. It magnifies the crime. What the words in the Torah are, are much worse than what actually happened, but for whatever reason, the Torah decides to make it look, so to speak, as much more than what really was, for example. For example, the best example is Sefer What was Ruben's mistake? Ruben did something wrong. He, Yaakov gave him Musa for it, but well, what did he do wrong? The words in the Torah, it says, right? So it sounds from the words of the Pasuk. what happened was Ruben was on the rice. It was HSA. it's HSL. That's the last in the bottom. If you look at what Yaakov himself tells Ruben afterwards, he gives him Musa. That you moved my bed out. That's much less common than what the Torah says. So what's the, what, what really happened? What really happened? It's clear that Yaakov wasn't trying to spare, so to speak, the Musa. What he wanted to say, he wanted to say. Now we see what the Okay. So it's clear that what Reuben really did was Yaakov at a time. He moved his bed into bed of, of the tent and Reuben pulled it out and put it in the That was That was what Reuben did wrong. Okay. So why does the Pasuk present it in a much more homer way? It might be a lack of kibudav, it might be a Hashem, if you want that you didn't think that was do was acting up the Shinah. Whatever the reason was, it was a mistake, We're not denying it. Remember the church, it a mistake. But it wasn't nearly as homer as the mistake that the Torah painted as being. So our first approach to the number of times we see when the Torah points out the mistake somebody made, Right? Is that it magnifies the mistake. It looks, makes them look much worse than what already happened. The next example I'm going to give you of the same principle is Chayt Egel itself. Chayt Egel itself. We look at it as Clausural served Egel as of. So what happens? Moshe is, uh, runs to the scene. He sees the Eglazov. He sees the Jewish people celebrating with it. Okay, Moshe goes into action. He destroys the Eglazov. He grinds it into dust, and he says, "That's it. We're going to kill the sinners. Mil May We're going to punish whoever was involved in Eglazov." And what happens? He kills three thousand people. Three thousand people. We're talking about a nation of six hundred thousand people, and that's before we start with the Arab. Right? For sure, the part of the Arab the was involved in Eglazov. That's just clear in the pasuk. Sheikh so the people you brought in Israel were the ones who caused the problem. So before we even start with the Arab Ra, we have 600,000 men. How many people in the Arab Rav? Three, three opinions in Chazal. Either the same, another 600,000, or double, or ten times. So however many it was, we're talking about a population at least of 1.2 million people, of which 3,000 Worship of the goes off? That's a percentage of a percent. 3,000 out of... 1.2 million. Now, this was Klai Yisrael serving the Eglazov. Right? Even if you're going to go with the tides that that was only the ones Moshe killed, and Hashem had to kill the ones who there was no ADM and Nasra for, okay, we just look at the numbers. The Klai Yisrael counted before and afterwards. We don't find a very significant amount of people who died, so to speak, during the So, therefore, once again, what we're going to say over here is what happened in the Eglazov. Is again for sure, and it very happened. For sure, that both Na'agel Azov and Na'agel was worshipped, and there were people who were who were killed and were punished for it. Was the whole Klai Yisrael guilty? No, a very small percentage of Klai Yisrael guilty. Why was the whole Klai Yisrael punished? Okay, so we can get, we can explain. But we've reduced the severity of the crime of a national idolatry to a percentage of Klai Yisrael and Erev Rav uh, whoever the balance or the, the the amount of each one was, who who did, who were involved in, in in the the making and worshiping the idol. But, but they weren't. What, what was it? Bore, uh, responsibility for maybe not preventing it, not being loyal, whatever it was. But again, we've reduced the severity of the crime tremendously, yeah. and we see a number of times, other times, that in in Tanakh, the same thing, that the Torah magnifies the crime. Another example, going back to let's say Gemara by the Zara. What was the aver of David Medech? What was the aver of David Medech? So what's the measurement from the Pesukim, and even from certain Chazals, is that David was Nechal Neishis Ish. She was Neishis Ish. David was Nechal Neishis The Gemara tells us in Shabbos, right, that Kola Ayim David Choy to the Tay. She wasn't Neishis Ish. She an it hasn't sent to get before he we went to the war, like all the soldiers did. So at worst, it looked like something which yeah, it didn't look good because she was married and she got divorced and it was only, he, he thought he'd remarry when he came back from the war. But it's much less homer than what the possible makes it look like. Yeah. It was, they all all thought So they should have protested. It wasn't something done privately which people take responsibility for each other. Like, like we learned in Yosha, No one knew it often, did, but they were still no responsible for it. Over here, it was in front of them. They saw it. So why did no one stand up? Question. Cloud has told us something wrong. But again, like I said, a silent bystander isn't as much of a rusher as the active participant. Okay, so we've seen one the one mahalach which some Rishonim go, is that the Torah tends to magnify the crimes. We'll slowly explain why the Torah does that. Why does the Torah make it look so, much ba- so, so bad? Number one. The second mahalach that Rishonim take, the second mahalach that Rishonim take, is not the mahalakh that necessarily deters to like about the cramps, uh, not arguing with their point, but the mahalakh that's like is something else. And that is, uh, you saw, we all know, the Gemara says in Kedushin, and therefore, they sinned, but they, when the, the, the challenge they faced was on a much higher level. Right? They always bring, the Rishonim wants to go with this mahalakh, always bring a raya from the Gemara and Sanhedrin. And the Gomorrah Sanhedrin needs an explanation. What the Gemara says in Sanhedrin is that Rav in Khalik he was going through the parish of the four kings who lost the Ulam One of the kings who lost the Ulam Abba, according to this one in, in Mishnah, was Menashe. Menashe, the king of Yehuda. Menashe, who was the super-Rusha of the Malachim. He was the one who put an idol into the Kodesh of Kedoshim. He was the one who stopped the avoider. Menashe had a lot of crimes to his credit. And according to the, the channel, Kama Menashe lost his Dalem Habav. So Rav Ashi, the, I'm just the Gemara. The Gemara says the dream, Rav Ashi tells his Talmidim, tomorrow we're going to learn the sugya of Chaverinu menasha our friend Menashe. Says the Gemara, that night menasha comes to him in the dream, and he tells Rav Ashi, Who do you think you are? You said Chaverinu menasha Do you think that you consider yourself my friend? Who do you think you are? So Rav Ashi says, I don't understand. You, the pasuk says you in over over Zarah. The uh, Menashe tells Ravashi, he says, "Had you been alive in my door, you would have picked up your frack to run faster to save So don't don't tell me my friend. You, you, you begin to understand that Avodah was That's the Gemara. What does that mean? What does that mean? That Ravashi was also a Roshah, Ravashi was a tarik. he the Gemara. So what does it mean? <laughs> so, Menashe was that we passed him. He was a rasha. He was a rasha. What was he telling Ravashi? What he was telling Ravashi was that from your vantage point, you can't judge me because you don't have the entire we had. Now, does that mean that had Ravashi been in Menashe's door, he would have been a bigger rasha? Not. Had Ravashi been in Menashe's door, he could have grown and been a bigger tzaddik and had confronted Yetera. But wherever Ashi was now, to deal with the Yetzirah that Menasheh was facing then, so Menasheh tells him you would have run faster than you to And that's a, a second Mahalikha the Rishonim take, based on this Kamara. And that is, when you look at the various of the Kadmonium, you have to take into account that the Yetzirah which came to them was much stronger than the Yetzirah which we feel. That doesn't justify them. It doesn't justify them. But what it does is it doesn't give us the right to sit in judgment. Because we didn't have the challenge they had. Why is it like that? It's the point of Ashkelon. I want to explain here. Why is it like that? So the Ritz already says this. The Yetzirah is a Malach. The Yetzirah is a Malach. A Malach is by nature stronger than a person, than any person. And Like the Gemara says in Kiddushin, "El Male Achod Shabbosu Eni If not for the fact that Hashem helps a person, Eni Yacholoi, he can't uh, he can't deal with the Yetzirah. How does Hashem help the person? Bosh Hashem reduces the amount that the Etzahara can do, the level the Etzahara is on, to the level where the person is. He, he, would, he doesn't let the Etzahara come at a stronger level than with the person holding. The Havzal, to give an example, it's quite close to the Etzahara. You get these games, computer games, which you have like 50 levels. Right? So whatever level you're up to, that's the level of difficulty it's going to play, at a much higher level, because you won't manage. Hashem works the Etzahara the same way. Wherever the person's at, Hashem doesn't let the get stronger than that. It. So it's meeting him at his level. If it was after the Yat-Sahara, of course he could be much stronger. Right? It's the same Yetzirah which took that out of Marusha. Right? And Shleimah Melech, and whoever else he was in along the way. So of course, he could be much stronger, Hashem doesn't let him. him to the person. But then if a person now says, yeah, I'm f- level 5 Yetzirah, I'm doing great. So now, why does somebody in Nik- was are level 50? You have no idea what level 50 means. For him, maybe he could have, he could have, he could have worked harder. Maybe it was shy for him; it was a challenge. But it doesn't give us the right to judge because we aren't in a position to deal with that yitzar. So that's the second mahalach. That's the second that the rishonim take, and that is the pasuk means what it says. But we can't judge them because we didn't face the challenge they faced. Is that combination with the first thing of that there are only three thousand people, and even those 3,000 three thousand? We could put both together, but it's not And now come to the third the third man which is also brought down by number of Rishonim, and this is something which is most probably the, the best known, because Rashi brings this halach, and that is Hakadosh Baruch judges tzaddikim much more, much more carefully. As also the Gemara says, which means it's not that they, it's not, it's not the two answers before. It's not that the Eitz so much stronger. It's not that the Torah is magnifying the crime is that a small thing is judged more severely. Now, Isn't that the as magnifying the crown means, we're going to say that the Torah looks like worse than what happened. No, we don't need to do that. But for a person who does one step wrong on that level, that's enough to punish him. I want to, let sh- finish now, it's late, but I want to share with you a chaza, a very powerful chaza, which Mamish brings out this point. Now, we have, the character in Tanakh which is a tremendous amount we have to understand about him and learn from him. The the will eventually get him one day. That's the sefer, the person called Eov. Eov needs a tremendous amount of understanding. I get a kach, we see we've him like the Ramban who wrote a special sefer just to explain Eov. I'll go back. One of the amazing things about Eov, as great as he was, when Eov was given all the suffering that Eov was given, he lost his kids, he lost his money, he was given all kinds of physical pains and ailments, the second says. So at one stage Ev breaks down. And Eav says, Me okay. If only I would be able to find Hashem, I would him to If only i be able to find I would him to I would take him to court, and say Hashem, you haven't treated me fairly. What was Hashem's answer to you isn't it Chazal? It's a midrash. Unbelievable Chazal. Chazal said to this marshal, to the shikar of the city, the drunkard in the town, that he went around vandalizing things. He was drunk, so the police come and throw him into jail. And out of the window he is in the jail. He shouts, "Where's the Moshe La'ir? They didn't take me to court. I want to see. I want to tell him why I'm right. Fine. you want to go to court? Beside that. say Chazal in the midrash." they put him, take him to court, so wait your turn. You'll have your chance to take the Moshe here to court, the ruler to court. So while he's waiting in line, he sees the crown prince coming into judgment, and the Moshe here sends him to Goddess, exiles him. And the next, the minister gets, gets brought to judgment, and the Moshe says, blind him, take out his eyes. And next, uh, the Duchus, the Duke, comes in, and the Moshe says, kill him. And the drunkard is uh, watching all of this. And he says, I never realized how the marshal works. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to go to the with him. That's, That's Chazal's marshal. Kach ioy came to Hashem and he said, I won't take Hashem to dinner. He hasn't treated me fairly. What did Hashem show him? He Vino. That was the crown prince who said two words, and Hashem said, 400 years gone. And then he brings Yitzchak to the din Torah, that was the minister, and Hashem makes him blind. He makes blind. And then he brings Yaakov to the din Torah, and Yaakov says to Pharaoh, I had a bad laugh, 33 years of your life. And he watches and he says, Law that to Uncle I never realized how strong the din is. I don't want to be a Dutch. What's the point of Chazab? What's the point of Chazab? This is Mamishti, you said. In our Musogim, a person said two words out of place in 400 years. God is for that. A person complained and he loses 33 years of his life. We don't have Musogim like that. That's reductive in Sadiqah. It's a different scale. It's a different scale. Yes, Hashem punishes. For a small thing, Hashem punishes much more. We're talking on a different level. And that's what you have understood. You have thought he was a big tariq. He was. The Prophet says he's a big tariq. Yes. Each time you read, I came I had no idea when it comes to tzaddikim how me So what is if anyone didn't want to go to the workshop? That's the next one you have to understand. When clients roles, when clients role or individuals in clients' role are judged and receive see punishment, you must understand it's on this level. Not always. The referring to. When we're talking about tzaddikim being punished. And being, they the are very being, so sort to of speak, broadcast, they did something so bad, it's in that category. It's like blaming a that went down to Mitzrayim because he said Bama'ida. Okay, that's what the Gemara says. But on what level is a person holding that two words to get that kind of a re- response? So that's the sum up. We saw three Mahalchim in explaining Khatar Shishonim. Number one, the Torah magnifies the crimes, and we'll explain why it does that. Number two, the, the the level that they were trying to deal with, on, with, with uh, com- combat the 8th Sahara was a much higher level. And number three, when it comes to tzaddikim, so uh, the, the way Hashem judges is completely different. Okay, that's our haftoma Now, we'll see tomorrow how the Khazari addresses. The Khazari how he's going to address this parasha of explaining the Khatas of the earlier the of, the of the tzaddikim. Where?